0: Praise the Lord. Zambia. Wow. It is such a joy to be preaching in Zambia for the very first time. And I'm, I'm delighted. You know, in the Bible, as we study, there's always what you call the law first mention. And so there's also in every man's life, the importance of the first place that opened doors for him in a nation. And I'm excited to be having this link with Zambia today and the people of God. My brothers and sisters, one more time, praise the Lord. Um, I want to thank God for Bishop Fortune and his wonderful wife, Judith. Thank you for this very, very amazing, delightful opportunity to speak God's word to God's people. I am very humbled, and I believe that we are going to enjoy ourselves And to all the leaders of this ministry, my fellow brothers and sisters in the labor of the Lord, your labor is not in vain. I know that God is continuing to lift you and to bless you. Thank you for being such a blessing to Zambia Deliverance Church. As I was listening to Bishop Fortune sharing the story of how it all began, the seed of how it began. I think when I came last night for the service and just listening to the word yesterday, I was just saying God has an amazing way of just doing things. My, my subject tonight is very simple. It's called the middle. And when he was talking about the process, I just said, what an interesting thing that he said, we don't have a problem with the promise. Christians have a problem with the process. And today God then downloaded in my spirit, as I was preparing for you when I was coming to Zambia, he said, speak to them about the middle. Because he will never give you anything you cannot bear. And he will never allow you to go through what you cannot handle. So to the entire leadership and to the church here, I come as a fellow brother. As you've heard, we share a father. And so this is my senior brother and my senior sister. I bring you greetings from uh, the family in Kenya, my wife, my children, and the church in Kenya. Do you receive them? Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to read scripture and then we can sit down if that's okay so that we can be able to... To harness, I am going to read to you from the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 2 to 5. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 2 to 5. The Bible says, Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad? Are you sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid. And said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why would not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates therefore are consumed with fire? Father, I thank you for this word. Let me finish. I was to go till verse 5. Sorry. Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make requests? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, if it please the king, if thy servant has found favor in thy sight, that thou would send me unto Judah, the city of my father's sepulchers, that I may build it. That I may build it. Thank you, Father, for your word. Let it refresh, renew, rejuvenate. As we've listened to the various speakers throughout the day and yesterday, as you've anointed the angel of this house, Lord, to raise a people. Let this message find relevance in their hearts. Holy Spirit, work through me. Let every word I speak be direct from you. Let everything about me just come to naught and everything about you rise in this place. I give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. Come on, Zambi, you can say a better amen than that. Amen. amen. You may, you may. You may sit on your enemies. Um, I want to just acknowledge the presence of a good friend of mine, Reverend Bruce. Um, I don't know where he is seated. Good to see you, sir. I was looking for you. It's so good to see you all the way here from Zambia. And thank you so much for making it tonight uh, in the midst of your busy schedule, sir. I appreciate your time. Amen. Well, let's go into the word now. As I've been given this time, I want to maximize this hour and well, so that we can learn and hear what God has to um, say to us. I'm seeing a clock back there, Bishop. Is it lying to me or is it telling me the truth? Um, So, okay, thank you. I use the hour. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. I'll tell you when we will jump in together, my brother. I want to just deal with uh, a subject called the middle, the middle, the middle. Last night was such a blessing because I, it confirmed to me the things God was putting in my heart about life and about process and about the things we go through. Let me start by telling you that if any of you is a statistician or mathematician, I hope this will make sense for you. That from the time humanity began from the time of Adam until now, At the moment on the earth, there's just about 8 billion people alive. 8 billion people on the earth right now. Um, It is not more than 200 years ago when the earth hit the first billion. So we are the largest population that has ever lived on the earth at this moment. In fact, if you think about it statistically you will discover that a fifth of the people who have ever been alive on the earth are alive right now. Mm. I'll say that again so that it can come slowly. If you calculate how many people have been alive on earth from the time of Adam until now, a fifth of them are alive today. So as I study my Bible and I study the things that have happened, there has never been a more important time to evangelize. Because a fifth of the people who have ever been alive are alive today. It means if you calculate from the time Adam was created and Eve was created, a fifth of the population of the children of Adam and Eve are alive today. Not alive by faith. I mean alive. And that means that I thank God for the days of A.A. Allen. And I thank God for the days of some of the great men and women that have ever lived But I want you to know there's no more of an urgent time for great men to live than today. There's no greater time for great men and women to live than today. That means there's never been a better time to harvest. The Bible says that the laborers are few, but the harvest is plenty. So, if we are to look at this strategically and understand... As much as there was Catherine Kuhlman, as much as there was Billy Graham, there has never been a more urgent season of harvest than the time we're in now. There's never been urgency in heavenly dimensions for Zion to arise than now. And the thing I want to help you understand is that this dilemma that's brought about by seasons and times, we are also in a generation that needs to understand that there has never been a better time to become a servant of God and to bring in the harvest. So I want to deal with the middle because I believe God needs men and women. And so every time God gives a vision to men or something starts to happen, The book of Nehemiah for me has been a very pivotal book. It's been a book that has had such an amazing uh, treatise of revelation that I cannot think of another book that I've gotten more revelation from. Today God gave me, as I was praying for this meeting, 15 things to download to you. I don't know if I'll finish I don't know how the Holy Spirit will take over because I'm in the habit of allowing the Holy Spirit to take over our meeting. And therefore, I pray that God will allow us to see through these 15 things. If not, I will leave them with Bishop to come and re- finish the rest for you one of these days. But I want to just believe that there is an absolutely amazing understanding that comes. The book has been so powerful for me that I even ended up naming one of my sons Nehemiah. That's how much impact the book of Nehemiah has had for me and it's interesting that I'm talking to you about the middle and he's also my middle son. So this is a very interesting thing. Chapter 1 of Nehemiah begins with a very interesting story. This man is busy working and then he he gets visitors. And he gets visitors, and when he's serving the visitors, he decides to ask them, tell me what's going on in Judah. Tell me what's going on in Jerusalem. Tell me what's going on in our father's place. And I want to give some attention very quickly so that you can see exactly what was going on here. And they came, and they, they, it came to pass, verse 4 of chapter 1, when I heard these words that I sat down and wept. So I'm going to go back to chapter 1, uh, verse 2. It says that Hanani... One of my brethren came, he and certain men of Judah. And I asked concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity. And concerning Jerusalem, he asked, how are they doing? What is happening? Tell me about Lusaka. Tell me about home. And the men released news. And the news they released says and they said unto me the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction. They are in great affliction and reproach and the wall of Jerusalem is broken down. And the gates are burnt with fire. So This means that the place was a reproach. So he says, and when I heard these things, my soul was so torn that I wept. He wept bitterly. So this is his account. And he says, I heard these things. I sat down. There's some news that will make you sit down. And he wept bitterly. The first thing that I want you to see out of the 15 points I have for you I believe that one of the things that you see begins here. He wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Glory be to God. The first thing you have to do is that you have to win your case in heaven. The first strategy God is going to give you every time he wants you to get ready to do something is that you must first win your case in heaven. There's a case that must be won in heaven. And Nehemiah begins releasing his case to the father. He begins pleading with the father. God, I beseech you, God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him. We just sang a song. Thank you, praise and worship team for that wonderful ministry that we remember mercy, that we don't forget that mercy, that God, you have been merciful. And so he starts to talk about God, you are merciful. I'm now in verse six. So if you can follow with me and flow with me, you will see where I am. He says, let thine ear now be attentive. Let thy eyes be open. He's making a case. You never go to battle until you first win it in heaven. Let me assure you after the things we have built, we have discovered that if you don't begin to win your case in the beginning, if the Lord is not with you in the beginning, it doesn't matter who is with you after. I've discovered that the things that you're going to receive, let me assure you, you're going to receive news. As long as God is working in your life, you're going to receive news. Some news will make you shout with joy. Some news will make you sit down like Nehemiah. Oh, yes. You will receive news as long as God is using you. And the reason God needs you to know that he's your source is where do you go when you receive news? The first place that you should pay attention and go to is to the one that gives news to men. The one that gives direction to men. The one that gives men understanding of how seasons work. Of how things work. If you miss out on the source, you will miss out on the destination. This is why I'm very careful who speaks into my ears because men have missed destiny because of wrong information. Men have missed the mark of destiny because of wrong information. And when I say men, ladies, please understand me. I'm speaking in the spiritual realm. In the spirit, there's no gender. So I'm also dealing with the women in the house. Are you here today? You have to understand that there is information that will come in your ears. That if you are not solid, the reason God needs you to go through the middle is so that he can know that he can have a person who is solid. A person who has a structure. A person who has a backbone. Because you will receive news. And God needs to know that you will not close the church because you received some news about COVID. God needs to know that he has a man or a woman who will not leave the marriage because of just being called a small name. I wish I had a church. God needs to know that he has a solid person that is understanding that there's a process to the things that he has called us into. And therefore, he needs you to go back to the source because I want to tell you today, either in this place, there are people that received news or are receiving news or shall receive news. Find a neighbor for me, ask them, have you received your news yet? Because news is coming. And when the news comes, Instead of going to Google to find out what to do when you feel a certain lump on your breast, you need to first go to the Father. Instead of calling your best friend first and speaking to so many people. Because let me tell you, when you start to receive the counsel of men, you might miss out on the support of heaven. Men of Zion and women of Zion have got to learn to go back to the source. I'm here tonight to let you know there is nothing we are going to do if we disconnect from the source. Whatever news you receive, good news, middle news or bad news, you have to go back to the source. The source is critical. To help you understand how to finish. He said I'm the alpha and omega. But I want you to understand English sometimes does a disservice to the biblical understanding. Because when you look at that word in its original meaning. There is no and. He says I am alpha omega. Which means I'm at the beginning and I'm also at the end. It means I am at the beginning and end. That means if you go back to your grandfather's time, your grandfather may not be alive, but I'm there. It means if you understand, what does he say? Go with me to the book of John. I think it is John chapter 8, verse 58. He says, before Abraham was, I am. Do you remember that? He says, he said to them, most assuredly. And when Jesus says to you, most assuredly, trust me, he means it. I say to you, before Abraham was, I am that word there is the word ego I, me. before abram was am um. that means in the time of abram right now am um that's why men can renegotiate destinies in the spiritual dimension where Moses comes and enters into the heavenly place and renegotiates the destiny of certain children and he goes up there and looks at what had been spoken about Reuben renegotiates the destiny of Reuben in the heavenly realm and says let Reuben live, in other words what had been agreed in the past there's a man who entered the heavenly realm and enters the past and changes the story of a people so Jesus Jesus is saying, I'm the kind of person that can go and deal right now with things that happened in your grandfather's time that have affected your future. Because before he was, I'm, and I'm there now, which means I can sort out things now that were spoken before you were even formed in your mother's womb, and I can change a future that you haven't come into. Yes. Means I'm able to be in a future you haven't come to. And I'm able to be in a past you were not a part of. So if you can depend on me, I can fix your past. And I can also cancel a meeting with your grandchild, with a drug dealer from here. Uh. Are you in church? And if I can do that, it means you have to depend on the source. Because if I'm the source, as much as you've received bad news, the bad news is not a surprise to me. Because before you receive the news, I'm. This is why if they fire you from a job, as much as you're going to weep and cry about it, you must remember the one that gave you the job in the first place. Before you start calling men for rent, call God. Yeah, yeah. When you understand what I'm trying to talk about, this first point is critical. I'm taking the most time on it because he said, I am a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. There's a place to go and get the counsel, the direction and the understanding because he says, before Abraham was, I'm In other words, you may be seeing me manifesting now, but before even he was, I was there. I was there before Pharaoh was born. I was there when Adam was being born because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing was made that was made. In other words, I'm the substance that causes everything in your your world to become. The source. No matter what news you receive as you work, Go back to the source. No matter what news you receive as a nation, go back to the source. What is God saying? And I assure you, God is still speaking. The Bible tells me that God at sunrise times, in diverse manners, spoke unto us through his servants of old, the prophets. In these last days, has spoken to us through his son. Tap somebody and say, he's still talking. He's still talking. Hack in your ear. And today I come in the name of Jesus to declare anything that is in between your talking with God, anything interfering with your communication with God, anything taking your time in your time with God, we remove it from your vicinity in the name of Jesus. You must become vicious. Let me tell you, I've met billionaires. I've met very, very serious people who are doing crazy kingdom things. And one thing they'll tell you is that the more God has blessed them, the more time they're making for God. you got a promotion as a supervisor, you don't have any time for God? Ha! Ah, the devil is a liar. Today we just remove every distraction. It's funny that you have three hours for Instagram, but you don't have one hour for God? It's time to go back to the source, because if we don't go back to the source, we cannot handle the middle. He who began a good work in me, he is faithful to complete it. Tap to people and say, go back to the source. The devil is a liar. If the devil will succeed in anything, it's getting a generation to take its attention off of the, off of the Father. He says, looking unto Jesus, the author, finisher of our faith. Faith has to be finished. Faith has to be finished. Why aren't you praying? I'm looking for school fees. Go back to the source. Why aren't you praying? I'm looking for rent. Go back to the source. The source knew that day before you got to that day. Why aren't you? Why aren't you praying? It's been very busy. You know, I've become very busy these days. I don't. I'm I'm unable to make it for church. Shame on you. The devil is a liar. Please listen to me. Don't get the attention of God. He will remove everything until you come back. The middle. Somebody shout, the middle. the middle. So Nehemiah shows us the most important thing that I want to win my case in heaven. Yes. I'm going to go to the father and make a case for my family. I'm going to go to the father and make a case for my marriage. Ah, my sister, the one person who can deal with that man is the father. Ah, my brother, the one person who can deal with your children is the father. Win your case in the heavenly realm. If you can win that case in the heavenly realm, you will be surprised that even though weeping may endure for a night, you will see joy coming in the morning. You will discover the secret of people that are able to finish. Please don't look at Bishop Fortune and his wonderful wife, Judith, and think that everything here has come easy. They've had a middle. There's a season that came, and that's why I want to go to the second point. The second point is very simple. You'll find it now in Nehemiah chapter 1. 1. Chapter, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. It says, and it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of Atexis, the king, that wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now, I had not been before time sad in his presence. Come with me. Wherefore, the king said unto me, why is your countenance sad? Seeing thou art not sick. Why is your countenance sad? And I can tell you're not sick. Then he said, this is not the sore of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid. Please, the second point I want to give you is, you must learn how to catch the attention of the king. You must learn how to catch the attention of the king. These are points God gave me specifically for you, Zambia. You must learn how to get the attention of the king. In other words, here now I'm not dealing with just the king in heaven. Now I'm dealing with kings on earth. There are certain things and doors God will open to his children. And the points I'll give you from number 2 to number 13 or number 14, depending on when we arrive there, are going to help some of you who are in business, who are in the market, who are kingdom champions, who are kingdom financiers, who are just starting off wherever you find yourself. This is relevant. You must learn how to catch the attention of the king. In other words, God must give you the understanding of how king's attention is caught. Because Jesus grew, Luke chapter 2 verse 52, he grew in wisdom. He grew in favor. He grew in stature. With God and with men. Shatalada. He grew. Which means status grows. Yes. You cannot tell me you still have the same status you had in high school. Which means favor grows. It's like favor has dimensions. Yes. So I I deny you to operate on the same favor of 2022. This is not 2022. You have entered the favor of the new season. Then he grew also in wisdom. Which means wisdom has stages of growth. So it, it means I cannot, my sister, be finding you with the same hairstyle that I left you with in high school. Something has to change. My brother, you cannot be wearing the same shirt that you wore in high school. Something has to shift. So in essence, men must grow. It means when I come next year, I won't find you the way you're looking. Something in you has to shift. Something in you has to grow. Tap somebody say, you've got to grow. Something has to elevate in your life. By the time I come, I better find something different about you. A new hairstyle. You're doing something differently. Your walk has changed. Your smile has changed. You might think I'm talking about things that are bought with money. But even a smile can change. Jesus grew in favor, in wisdom, in stature. With God and with men. I don't want you to forget that part. Men. Which means your status with men can Every time God wants to bless you, let me assure you, he's going to use men sometimes. Yes. So it means that in order for that to happen, listen to me carefully. Please pay attention here. I was doing a wedding the other day. Before I was doing the wedding, I was calling the girl miss and I was calling the man mister. And I opened my mouth and I looked at the congregation and I said, by the powers vested in me, by the kingdom of God and by the government of Kenya, I now pronounce you. I'm a man. But status was about to change because of the announcement of a man. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? So, the lady who was a miss in a minute transcended into missus. The grace that she had for being a miss ended. All of a sudden, the grace for missus came upon her because of the announcement of a man. Don't tell me that you cannot grow in stature by men. God has given men some things you need for your business. Your status with men can change. And God must give you the language to understand how to speak to kings. I need you to look at two kings and queens next to you and tell them it's time to grow. grow. Ah. There are things that are not sitting in the heavenly realm. There are things not being stopped by the prince of Persia. There are things that are in the hearts and the minds of men that are holding back from you. There's a signature a man is holding right now because there's not been an intervention in Zion for the things that you need for where you're going. But I hear in the spirit that you came for the right conference. I hear in the spirit that there are some things that are going to change. I don't know if I'm in the right church, but I want you to understand that you're going to catch the attention of kings. You will not just be waving at them when they're in their cars and You're going to catch their attention They are going to pay attention to your idea They are going to pay attention to the things you're doing Somebody is going to listen to you this coming season Somebody is going to pay attention to you this coming season I need you to look at two radical neighbors And say I've been going around this mountain for too long It's time for somebody to hear my name It's time for somebody to hear what I have It's time for somebody to hear what I'm carrying Somebody shall I hear you There are things, there are things that are somebody's decision away for your life to change. And so I want to announce in Zambia, because grace moves in words. I announce anybody holding your destiny right now, anybody holding your signature right now, anybody holding something that you need right now, I come in that apostolic grace in the name of Jesus. And we decree and declare together, in this season, they must sign it. They must. No more delay. Some of your delays are because of interruptions from a Zion dimension. Where men have refused to part with what is supposed to be in your hands. But we came to unlock some things. Somebody is being disturbed right now. They are trying to drink tea in our hotel. They cannot finish that tea. They are saying, I need to go back to the office. There's something that is pushing me to go back to the office. I came in that apostolic grace to declare. They are going to sign it tonight. If Moses could go and renegotiate Reuben's destiny, we are renegotiating your family's destiny. We are saying in the name of Jesus, there is one that has entered the realm who speaks for us. He's become our advocate and he's speaking to the father right now about your family and I'm declaring in the name of Jesus, you did not come here to waste your time. You did not come here to waste your time. You came here to change your family. I declare somebody must listen to your story. If i'm talking to you lift up your hands right now and begin to lift up worship before the father let something begin to change you've gone around this mountain for too long let something begin to change right now open your mouth and renegotiate destiny in the heavenly realm holy spirit take control of this place do what you told me you're gonna do tonight let destinies change let stories change here hey no. I'm the last one in my family to go through these things. I'm the last one in my family to go through these problems. It stops with me. Ah, keep playing. It stops with me. It stops with me. We're in prayer. This level has to change. The system has to work in my favor. Marede bakoshata. I refuse to faint. I refuse to die before my time. Marede Bakoshatalada. Ha baradaba. Sekebaradaba. Hmm. The devil is a liar. Mayanda barede bows, kadabare boshatalada. Hambarada baredeba. Koparada barede Ah. In a very short time, you'll be singing a new song. In a very short time, you'll be singing a new song. Mm. See what the Lord has done. That shall be your song in this season. Oh, see what the Lord has done. You'll be praying it over your children. What we've waited for. Has come to pass. Hey shatalada patara oko it's coming it's coming to pass in the name of Jesus I see things lifting over people right now I see things lifting over people right now Hey, one more minute just press in for one more minute I see burdens being lifted I see things being lifted all over Lusaka Zambia I see God releasing a new song over his people thank you Jesus just give me some strings if you can God is in this place and he's doing a new thing in the name of Jesus what we've waited for what, what we waited, waited for, for it's come to, to pass oh see, see what There's only so long a man can go around a mountain. Forty years is a long time to go round a mountain. We declare that is not your family story. That is not the destiny that God put you on earth for. You are not called to just go around in circles for an entire generation. Tonight you break forth. Tonight you break forth in the name of Jesus. Please sit down there's some help that comes just keep playing there's some help that comes from above that circumvents the things that cause delay there's a certain help god has already taken over this meeting there's a certain help that comes upon men that causes men to stop going round in circles That circumvents the delay of systems that have been caused by the prince of this earth. That God will dare to lift a man and put him on a pedestal so that his name can be seen and his glory can be seen upon a man. That grace is here tonight. That grace that sets men free is here tonight. That grace that causes men to have speed and causes men to catch up with the agenda of God, that grace that causes men to surpass what other men have been unable to surpass in their DNA and in their destiny. I come to announce in Lusaka, Zambia tonight. I come to announce that I can see that grace resident here, that grace that causes overtaking, that grace that causes overcoming, that grace that causes men men to be lifted up. That grace is here tonight in the name of Jesus and I see you lifted. I see you lifted. As you lift Jesus up I see him lift you up. There's a collaboration in Zion. There's a cooperation happening in Zion. The cooperation that causes men who say enough is enough. Let the will of the Lord be done in my life. I see that grace is here tonight. We announce that within the next 12 months of this season, there shall be pregnancies of every manner, Where there was no fruitfulness, we announce there shall be fruits. Because when I read John 15, 16 says that I came that you may bear fruit and that you may bear it continually. I declare anything against that word is null and void. There shall be fruit bearing. There shall be pregnancies. Men shall be walking. Their businesses shall be pregnant. Their ministry shall be pregnant. Their children shall be pregnant with expectation and with hope. I dare to announce that this goes above governments. This goes above Lusaka's government. This goes above your mayor and your provinces. This goes above your president, I'm sorry to say. There's a government that sits above governments. There is a direction that god can have there's a government that sits above the african union that is the government we belong to and i came to speak to the citizens of this government and to let you know you've been frustrated by lower governments for too long but the spirit of the lord will have me tell you that something in your family something in your nation is about to break tonight there's about to be deliverance an old song i don't know if you know it i see the lord i see the lord exalted high above the worship of the people on the earth i see the lord I see the Lord, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lamb upon the throne, who reigns forevermore. Give Him praise all over this church. Now, the third thing that I saw from this scripture as the Holy Spirit was giving me understanding. As you catch the attention of the king, the third thing that I saw in verse three is that, and the king's, and he said unto king, let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lies waste, and the gates are consumed with fire? The secret there, please keep playing. I'm already in the spirit now. What you see there is the ability, the third point, to speak the language of the king. You see, it's one thing to be in front of the king, it's another to speak their language. When I was studying this, I realized that Persian history, because King Ataxas was Persian, and they occupied an entire, the empire was all the way to the Persian Gulf and the Middle East. That entire section all the way to to, to small Asia was a part of the Persian kingdom. So to come before the king with a bad countenance was already error. Now, you got the attention of the king, so the king asks a question. Now, depending on how you answer, To come before the king with a wrong countenance or a bad countenance meant death. So the king asks a question, why are you sad before me? Why have you come? The answer you give is a matter of life and death. So a lot of us will be in front of kings and not know that the wrong answer will cause another 20 year delay in our lives. So being in front of the king is good, but what I say in front of the king is equally important. And sometimes I've seen that a lot of people in the kingdom will come and be in front of investors. But because they have opened, someone has made a phone call. Gotten you in front of the people. But the language is lacking. And so today I'm asking God to touch tongues. So that your tongue does not delay your destiny. So that your tongue does not delay your family's destiny. Because I want to tell you the truth. As a businessman and an apostle in the marketplace, it can take 10 to 15 years to build a good business. But it can take 10 years to find the right people to help that business, depending on how you talk. So some of the delays, is not because there's a Persian, uh, demonic, uh, uh, principalic principle that is delaying the answer. You're already in front of the king. The delay is going to be caused by your language. When the Babylonians would capture the children of different uh, places, what they would do, one of the things they would influence on those people very quickly is language. So God must give us a certain intelligence. A certain intelligence that causes men to evade delay by knowing how to speak when they're in front of kings. The kingdom of God in Africa has suffered this violence. The violence of not understanding how to speak when we stand in front of kings. There's a certain language, a certain etiquette, a certain thing that we must learn not to do. when, when, When you stand in front of a king, it's not the time to ask for tea and cakes. When you stand in front of kings, don't even ask for water. Bible starts to give you wisdom to put a knife to your throat. That is not the time to start asking for the menu and start ordering things. That is not the time to demonstrate wrong etiquette. I'm praying for you. I'm asking God to give you a certain intelligence that will cause the king in Babylon to say these are ten times better. I'm asking God to give you a certain intelligence that when you stand in front of certain people, they will be just moved in their spirit to give you what you need so that your tongue can be ready. That cannot take a person who has not taken time to study and to think. The Bible says in the book of 1 Timothy 2.15, I believe, or 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed. You cannot go before God with the wrong homework. I dare put it to you that the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We must teach in churches the kind of prayers that don't avail much. There's a prayer that avails much. There's a prayer that is a debate between you and God. It's in the Hemiah chapter 1. You start to remind God his promises and you start to demonstrate to God the things supposed to do. Now, I'm not saying that we cannot just pray in tongues and be led but there's a place for intelligent prayer and yes I'm a big advocate of speaking in tongues but there's a time for you to sit and be quiet There's a time for you to listen and interpret the downloads of Zion. There's a place for you to be able to comprehend with depth and understanding the season that we are in. It is the sons of Issachar that understood the seasons and the times and therefore they knew what Israel ought to do. It means if you don't understand the seasons and the times you will not know what your family ought to do. So you must understand the season of Zambia for you to be effective in the Zambian economy and in the Zambian space. And so when God presents you before men, you must know how to open your mouth and let those men not forget your name haven't you wondered why some people forget your name you did not make an impression if you ever find yourself in front of someone who says, remind me your name again, you need to go and find out what you told them last time. And I dare tell you, as God is downloading this intelligence on you, nobody will ever forget your name again. They'll be sitting in their office saying, I need to meet that young man again. I need to meet that young woman again. There's a lady that called me from South Africa. My my assistant is here. She called me from South Africa. I received very many phone calls. I received very, very many phone calls, very many emails. And so for you to, for me to, re, for you to make an impression, and I'm using myself a very humble example here. I'm not saying out of arrogance. I'm just using it as an example. Is that okay? And she called me and she started doing a presentation to me. My, my, my assistant had tried to get us to have some time for almost two months. Two months she was trying to get through, but she was consistent, persistent. She finally got through. And she had this presentation. She did a presentation in ten minutes. And I told my assistant, I have had very many phone calls, but this is a very rare kind of person. This thing, was, this thing has messed my head. Can you ask if we can speak again tomorrow? There, there are people sitting in an office avoiding your call. The very same people are picking some calls. The difference is the favor of God and the wisdom of how you speak when you come in front of some of these people. Tonight I'm transferring you from the place of darkness where men don't pick your calls to the place where the favor of God has come on you and people just want to speak with you because your language is changing. Yes. What will make a president remember your name? What will make American? Let me tell you something, Africa. Yes, I hear everybody saying, Africa, Africa, all the raw material is here. True. But the resources we need financially are not here. They're sitting with some people elsewhere. So, you must understand in the kingdom of God, study the Bible, there's consistent collaboration between those who don't have and those who need. And so the collaboration we need right now in Africa is to have an understanding in the seasons and times that we're not in the, time of jo- in the time of Moses. We're in a Joshua season. It is wrong. I keep saying this I've said it so many times. It is wrong to do a Moses thing in a Joshua time. Yes. Listen to me, we have two assets in life, time and energy. David served God's purposes in his generation. You cannot serve God's purposes in another generation. So you have a limited amount of time and energy. So you must download an understanding of the seasons and times so that you know what you ought to do. That's why Paul tells us that we must press toward the mark. Many people are pressing but not toward the mark, which means they are expending time and energy. But for you to find the mark, the most effective place for you to press, for the most effective damage you can do to the territory of the enemy, you must get the wisdom downloaded from Zion. Am I talking too fast? (laughs) The presence of God is in this place. The Holy Spirit is here. I I I can tell you right now. And God wants to release your tongue to be a tongue of memory that the people you speak to nobody will ever forget. That people will write about things you said. Things you said because of the intelligence of God that is coming upon you. That is why when they looked at Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had received downloads from Zion. And those downloads didn't come because of the diet that people had. It came with the spiritual intelligence that God released upon them. And the Bible says that they grew in wisdom, in knowledge, in understanding and in skill. Those are four dimensions. Those are not regular dimensions. Skill is not the same as understanding. Understanding is not the same as knowledge. Knowledge is not the same as wisdom. Jesus grew in wisdom, status and favor. When I prayed for that couple and I said, from now on, you are missus. Grace transferred. Grace transferred her from a singletude person to a married person. Now the grace of motherhood became activated. The grace of a wife became activated. All of a sudden, everything that falls on a missus fell on her. There are people who will make announcements about you and everything changes. Ah. When God makes an announcement about men, everything about them begins to change. When the favor of God has come upon you, it doesn't matter who is against you. And so the thing I'm praying right now, I want you to do me a favor. I want to put you to put your hand on your head. If you want to receive what I'm saying, put your hand on your head and say, Father, help me to understand how to, how to speak in the corridors of favor. Let me speak a new language from tonight. Let me speak a new language from tonight. Father, anoint my tongue to be a tongue that has favor. Favor from Germany. Favor from Korea. This is not an African favor tongue. This is a global favor tongue. Because my father owns the entire universe and he holds it in the palm of his hands. It means the Chinese will understand this tongue. It means Koreans will understand this tongue. It means Americans will understand this tongue. Every king that you ever placed me before, Father, may I walk with 100% result of what I was supposed to receive. Every person that you put me in front of, may the maximum favor applaud at that moment. I decree your tongue is favored in the name of Jesus. <laughs> when the king asked him what he wanted, he spoke. So I was telling you, Phoenician kings, if there's one thing they respected, it was ancestral land. So when he responded, he responded in the language of the king. Because remember, it was the king's father that had put a decree upon Jerusalem and said king's decrees are not reversed. So he had said that they can never rebuild that war. But here they were now, and this man needed the king to do something with wisdom that had to come from elsewhere. So instead of saying Jerusalem lies in waste, instead of saying Judah lies in waste, he says the place of my fathers and my ancestors and their sepulchres. He touched the heart of the king's ancestral lining. When you go before the king, you must learn to speak the king's language so that you can receive the king's favor problem with Christians is that you're too clean. Can I explain that? You must understand that those of you, God is going to call in the marketplace and don't pretend that you are not in the marketplace. That is where you are from Monday to Friday. You come here to be, I call it like you're the, you're you're like the Formula One car that comes for a 10 minute refresh. It is unfair for you to expect Bishop and I to give you complete direction when you only give us 1% of your time a year. If you calculate how much time you spend in church, two hours a Sunday, if you work out how many hours there are in a year, you will discover that church is 1%. It's impossible for me to change your life in 1% of your time. So you must make an investment in your time with God so that you give God maximum time so that he can be able to download these things in your life. Am I helping somebody tonight? (sighs) I have too much to tell you and too little time. So, he speaks the king's language, and the king opens up, and immediately, I'm taking you to point number four, the king asks him, so what do you want? Now, there are some things when you are asked, I told you Christians you're too clean, I'll deal with that tomorrow, I hope you'll come tomorrow when I'm dealing with why you're so clean, and why clean people don't change anything. <laughs> yes. The marketplace is a place full of dogs and wolves. And the reason we are manipulated and taken advantage of is because you don't have the wiring for the marketplace. And that's why I'm dealing with the middle because God needs to put people with backbone. Yes. Part of the reason we have drama in church is because even if someone calls you a small name in the church, you leave the church. (laughs) No. You've come here for practice. We're just teaching you how it is out there. Because if you can't survive here, I assure you, you can't survive there. Am I helping somebody here? Yes. I cannot say I won't come back to the church because I didn't get a chair. Because they didn't put me at the front. No, the devil is a liar. That is not the softness that we need. We need men of hard structure. Men that can take a beating and get up and say, I'm still here. That hear 10 no's from the pastor and say, I'm still coming. I tell you, when I was getting my first investment, I received about 180 no's. You keep knocking on doors. You keep knocking on doors because you have a word from God. Investments don't just come. You have to keep knocking on doors. You knock and knock. You're talked about. People put you down. But if some people just talking about you small, small in the church is making you say, you are not ready. You want to enter the state house and the place where the presidents are, and you can't handle people talking about you? My friend, what are you talking about? They will backstab you from the front. Yes, backstab you from the front. The knife will go through and come out at the back. If you're not ready for that, then you're not ready for the things God wants to use you for. Hmm. Okay. Hi, yada. Backbone. Great. One day when I have time, maybe on Sunday I'll teach on the six qualities of sons of God. Ah, One of them is called valor. The ability to have stamina. The ability to deal with your moods. Can't come all the time just moody, moody, moody. No. There's a place a man reaches where you have to deal with your moodiness. Ah. Stamina and say, you got to have stamina. <laughs> the Bible says, count it all joy, my brother, when you go through various trials and temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith produces, there's a productivity, there's a juice that comes from trials. It's called patience. That word patience then in its original context is the word stamina. Africa needs some strong men some of the witch doctors and principalities we need cannot be played with by chicken. They need some strong men that can stand for the institution of marriage to be between a man and a woman. They need strong men who can guide their education curriculums to make sure that funny things are not being brought by people with money and we need some So, the man begins to respond to the king. But I want you to see something important. This is verse 4. Then the king said unto me, Now you've stood before the king. You have the ear of the king. You've spoken and the king has listened. You're not going to die. Now he asks you a question. So what do you want? Hmm. Before he answered, The Bible said, so I prayed. There are moments before you open your mouth. You need divine intervention. This is the place for downloading heaven's answer to men. I'm praying for you, Lusaka Zambia. That as God is giving you the wisdom to speak to kings. That you will say the right thing. He said, I prayed. And in case you wondered where I prayed. I pray to the God of heaven so that my answer is not wrong because destinies are attached to what I'll say. Destinies are attached to my answer right now. Aha. There are moments, I remember when I first got my first contract, I was sitting in front of a CEO and I took an idea and this CEO is the CEO of a phone company and this business, it even came to Zambia You know, hi, Bishop, I have too much to say. It came to Zambia, this business. It went to, because what had happened to me is before that thing had happened, everything of mine had gone wrong. Everything. This is when I discovered, Pastor Bruce, that it is possible to be anointed and things go wrong. Ah. This short-circuiting thing we try to do for you in church, the devil is a liar. Yesterday you were taught there's no shortcut to the process. You have to do the time. There's no abracadabra. The things of God are not magic. Ah, ah. Even when Abraham went up the mountain, people think that the ram appeared by abracadabra. No, it did not. The ram was seen in the thick of the bushes. It means as Abraham was coming up, the ram was coming up. It was not magic. Both of them were going up at the same time. And God was going to provide the ram at the top. Which means if Moses, Abraham stopped in the middle, he'd never have known that there was something coming up on the other side. One of my prayers for you before I leave Lusaka is that you will all be finishers. Because I've discovered there are some things that won't make sense until you reach the finish. And that time, everything, we had been auctioned, My wife and I had been kicked out of our house. Yes. The man standing in front of you. Everything had gone wrong in my first business. I said, God, what is happening? Everything. Auctions. Things had gone wrong. Kenya had gone into post-election violence. All my investors had pulled out. Everybody had decided to go home. And after that, the global economic mess happened. Do you remember it? 2007, 2008. We had taken houses for our new management. We had reserved things. They all flew back to their countries after they saw Kenyans killing each other. They took off. I was left in ridiculous debt. Hope was over. I remember going to Dad Masinde. I said, Daddy, everything has gone bad. Please, just let me do full-time ministry. (laughs) Because for a lot of people, the answer to things that have gone bad is to just come to the church and just do ministry. (laughs) So he gave me an instruction. He said, no, you're going back. You're going back. You'll go back to the marketplace. I said, how? He said, you're going to go back. So on my way home, I said, God, the amount of debt I have The amount of mess I have out there, everybody... And you know what's funny? Is everybody's happy to take your phone when you have things. (laughs) But you try calling people when you're in trouble. (laughs) People who used to pick up your phone after two rings... One person I called, Reverend Bruce. I called one person. The phone rang about 17 times. It went to the voice message. I called again. He finally picked up, and then he picked up. He said, hello, this is a person who used to pick up my call. And say, you know, every time you call, I have to stand up. But now I had nothing. So I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling. 17 rings, voicemail. 17 rings, finally he picks up and says, hello. I say, "Uh, this is Julian. Because the way he picked up, I said, I don't think he knows who I am. I said, this is Julian. He said, I know. What do you want? (laughs) Hi. That's when I realized they were not relating with me. They were relating with my position. Most of you have put your faith in your career. You don't know the day you leave, they will not pick your phone. (laughs) So I went back to the source. I started reminding him of every promise. Then he said to me, go to your ATM. I said, Father, between you and I, (laughs) you know what's in my account. (laughs) Is my wallet there? Give me an ATM card. I don't know if my wallet, someone give me an Robin, do you have your ATM card? Ha! I took my card. I went to the ATM. Thank God for altars. I put it in and I started saying a prayer. I prayed to the God of heaven. Because I wasn't sure if there would be anything. Then he said to me, balance 38,000 shillings. Holy Spirit said, remove all of it. Because your debts are over 100 million. This thing can't help you. This is not to pay your debts. This is seed. I said, what? (laughs) Ha! You people, you don't understand. I had a young baby and a wife. I remember one time going to my home, and on the way home, my wife said, baby, please, before you come home, buy some diapers and some nan. Nun is the baby milk. I went to the store, and I remember I had enough for either the diapers or the nun. not both. Still running a church, still preaching the gospel. And I said, God, what shame is this? He just told me, trust the process, my son. Just trust the process. So here I am at the ATM. I withdraw 38,000. Then I ask, what do I do with it? He said, go to your father. He will know what to do. So I went to my spiritual father. I said, father, I came to see you last Friday. I have come back. This is everything I have. I said, daddy, pray for me. Pray for me because... <laughs> you know, Jesus says it is finished. <laughs> I said, Pray for me because <laughs> I am finished. <laughs> I took the envelope. I told him, Please lay, put oil on me. My father was eating Amandazi. Do you know what Amandazi is? eating a mandazi, sitting down. He said, my son, come and sit here, we drink tea. I said, no. This is not a time for drinking tea. This is a time for you to lay hands on me and use oil. Use oil. Not just empty hands. I want to see oil my father said three words he said son it is well i said what are you talking about he said it is well all things are going to work out for good sit here and eat i was distraught so i just lay prostrate on the floor crying because my eyes were flashing before me the plans i had the things I thought I'd do, the things I knew I'd do for my wife and my children, they had all just, they had flown away. And he said, it is well. So, I got up. I wiped my tears. I was not crying that humble crying. I was crying that cry where your body shakes. <laughs> So by the time I got up, my whole face was tears mixed with mucus, mixed with saliva, everything. He just said, do you want to shower? I said, i just go wash my face and go home. I'm not joking. 2008, 2009. I said, he says to me it is well. The same God that showed me what he has given you is going to come through for you like he has for me. The words of a father. That's when I came and started studying the book of Nehemiah. The things I'm giving you are the downloads God gave me to come out of that place. Started teaching me, change your language. Then he took me to the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 2. I'm going to close. Looks like we got to point number 4. He took me to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 2. In fact, chapter 3, verse 2 begins by showing that Paul is demonstrating how grace works. <laughs> Shows me how grace works. He says, Have you not heard of the dispensation of the grace of God that was given to me for you? In other words, there was an old man sitting taking mandazi who released grace. I asked God, How does this thing work? He told me, Go to verse 3. He says, How that by revelation. <laughs> He made known to me the mystery by revelation. So, how does a man sitting down transfer grace? He said, go to John 17 verse 8 and see what Jesus did with that understanding. So I went to John 17 verse 8 because let me tell you, you have to go back to the source. Am I helping somebody? Or am I wasting your time? Are you catching something? He says, Father the words you gave me i've given them not cars not houses grace travels by words this conference is not a waste of time it's a transference of grace that is taking place jesus did not leave even his own mother he gave away he left nobody a cow didn't leave anybody with a car, didn't leave anybody with a house. He told John on the cross, John, behold your mother. Even his own mother, he said, will you, take this one. <laughs> behold your mother. But one thing he left us with. He says, Father, the words you gave me, I've given them. Why? Because the grace that was on him traveled through words. The words that I speak, They are spirit and they are life. Words. So, an old man is eating mandazi and he says, It is well. And I didn't understand what was happening. But in the spirit, renegotiations had begun. And I went home and I started studying the scripture. Got back on my knees. I said, God, what do you want me to do? He said, Trust in me, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He began to download to me things and renegotiations in the spirit realm. I began to see myself and I began to see hope and I began to release words to my wife and I could see her getting lifted and I could see my, myself getting lifted and I continued preaching because God was building my backbone. Because we don't preach because things are good. We preach because we are called. Ah. He was teaching me to preach in season and out of season. He was teaching me to pray in season and out of season. He was teaching me to be a husband when things are good and when things are bad. Hey, chatalada. He said, my ultimate aim is my will, not your will. That my own son was put on the cross and we got to a place where even the cup was looking too heavy for him. He said, Father, if this cup can pass, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Grace. He said, it is well. Sir, I saw things. My next idea. This is how the story started. Is then God downloaded the idea. It wasn't an original idea. It was already happening. But he said, I'm going to take you to the world with this idea. I said, what? Yes. I'm going to take you to the world. So, I went to Airtel in my country. First, I went to Safaricom. The man threw my presentation at me and said, get out of my office. Learning to hear no's. And still being persistent. So, I said, okay, you're not the only phone company in town. Where's the other phone company? That one. The red one. I went I made one or two phone calls. The man got me in front of the king, the CEO. He listened to my idea and asked me a question. He said, on my desk, there are 17 proposals like yours. Why should I take yours? (laughs) So I prayed. And immediately God downloaded for me and said, tell him he will pay nothing for the technology, nothing even for the financing. You will handle everything. I told the man, I'll do the technology. I said it the way I had it. Don't add a word, don't remove a word. (sighs) And immediately, the man said, are you serious? I said, I'm very serious. He said, fine. Shook my hand. And he had told me, you only have five minutes. So I needed to know how to present everything I had in five minutes. Because kings don't have time. But because of what was downloaded to me, now the man gave me time. He asked me, where will you be tomorrow at this time? I said, I'll be here. (laughs) And the next thing, they like the idea. It starts moving around. What what do you call the airtime credit product here in Zambia? Not money. The one where if you run out of minutes. Filiza. Filiza. Siliza. That's what we called it. Even in Zambia, Siliza was mine. So, it means as I was preaching, as I was preaching, I was making money, and it opened in Kenya, then in Uganda, then God said, I'm opening Zambia, so Zambia was our third country, then it opened, then it went to Cameroon, then it went to Chad, then it went to, I don't know, Indonesia, then it went to Philippines, then it went to Dubai, then it went to, it went to 28 countries. 28 countries serving 300 million customers because a man eating a mandazi <laughs> said three words, It is well. So, when you see me here, I'm a product of grace, and that grace traveled with words, and I'm standing here. Because God is truly God and not a man. And from there, things just changed. That even when other challenges came later, I said the very same God that saw me through that will see me through this. I came today to say three words, Nusaka. It is well. It is well. Is there somebody I'm talking to right now? Three words. Grace doesn't need many words. I've seen people go for degrees at Barclays School of Music. Come back and sing like queens with technique and their microphones are going around. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I've seen others write songs. Songs with just one word, hallelujah. 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 And their songs begin to travel across the world. The difference is that one got degrees, the other got grace. This thing travels with words. Have you not heard of the dispensation of the grace of God that was given to me for you? In other words, it came upon another man for your sake. It sits on men for men. So Zambia, hear me tonight as I close. I release this grace over your life. Come on, lift up your hands and begin to intercede in the spiritual realm. Because I believe before you walk out that door, these three words are going to hit your spirit like never before. The same words that fell on me are about to fall on somebody here. It is well. well the spirit of the Lord God is upon me it is well he has anointed me (laughs) to preach the gospel it is well for we are not ashamed of the gospel of truth for it is the power of God unto salvation it is well first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles for by it the righteousness of God is seen upon men it is well I speak over your family I declare it is well I speak over your children I declare it is well I speak over your business and I declare it is well I speak over your family and I declare it is well I speak over your destiny and I declare it is well it is well Lusaka I speak over this nation I speak over whatever you put your hands to do it is well it is well it is well it is well in the morning it is well in the noontime it is well in the evening whatever you find yourself in right now it is well it is well it is well I want to pray for somebody make your way to the altar let this grace shift in this place god is releasing grace right now shout over your life speak over your life negotiate new things in your life god do a new thing in this place let them come let them come wherever you find yourself god is doing a new work worship team help me help me Keta baba barede bakoshata rebekoshatalada Sete barada baba rede bakoshata Yes Lord Yes Lord do it in Lusaka do it in Lusaka do it at deliverance church Lusaka in is well Kaparada yes. baba hu chatalada ende barada ba we are a coworker promise keeper light in the darkness my God that is who you are bara day. Waymaker, miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness the miracles are here listen to me as we worship miracles are beginning as your bishop announced ray maker he's doing something fresh right now promise keeper light in the darkness my god hand about us say one more time he's a way maker come on zambia come on zambia